0: Over the summer, I continually find myself brainstorming on classroom management. I'm often thinking about how I can get kids to engage, I can get kids to celebrate each other, I can get kids to build relationships. And what I have found is sometimes it's the simplest things that make the most significant impact. In fact, Last May, I released a podcast episode titled This Classroom Management Idea is exactly what we teachers need right now because we know in May shit's kind of hitting the fan and we are desperate to get everything back together. Well, guess what? In August right now, We are probably thinking about how we can set the tone for the entire school year, how we can create really clear, really consistent expectations with our students in order to be proactive about classroom management. This episode was listened to so many times in May, and that's exactly why I wanted to re-release it as a bonus replay episode right here, right now. I think if we can get classroom management and relationships in check at the beginning of the year, it gives us so much momentum. I'm warning you, the idea that I talk about in this episode is so simple. It is almost cliche, but when you hear it, your heart in your head is going to say, girl, you're right. Sometimes it's about going back to the basics because often in education, the basics work. We just have to remix them for their right now. So with that said, check out this classroom management strategy because I think you are going to need it, love it and want it for your first quarter of this new school year. I have a very real and very raw question to ask you. Are you or your students at this point in the school year completely losing your mind? Do you feel like behaviors are elevated? Do you feel like emotions are really running high? Do you feel like there is just total chaos and disorganization in your classroom? Do you feel like kids are saying or doing things that they know they shouldn't, but it feels like they can get away with it? Well, because it's spring or, oh, well, because summer fever is it. Are you personally sitting at your desk during planned periods or between transition times or bells ringing and thinking, Lord, help me. I need to take a deep breath. I can do this. If you said yes to any of those things, I want you to know that you are not alone. And what I think all of this boils down to is one thing that we can do to manage all of this. In fact, in this very short and sweet episode, I'm going to be dropping one classroom management idea that I think is exactly what we need as teachers right now. It's simple and it's significant. It's something that I think is going to blow your mind in a way because it is so absolutely something that we forget to do when we become stressed or as the kids call it, pressed. Have you noticed that as an educator, we know what's good for kids? We know what's good for classrooms. We know what's good for students and schools, but sometimes... With all of the emotions and all of the chaos and all of the uncertainty, sometimes we forget about some basic things. And when we start implementing those basic things again, it changes everything, especially classroom management. Well, in this episode, I'm going to give you the one thing that I am doing right now that is making a huge difference which is causing kids to be more organized, be more polite, participate more. And when the bell rings, not all days, but most days I'm thinking, okay, all right, we got this. So I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for living this teacher life. And I want to thank you for subscribing. Because if you haven't heard, there are only a few episodes left in season four. And I want to make sure that you have all of these episodes and the episodes that are going to release this summer in your phone, in your hand, in your ears. So you can continue to live this teacher life and get awesome ideas all summer long And so you're also prepared for the new season five in August. So before the episode even begins, make sure you're clicking follow. Make sure you're clicking subscribe. Make sure that you are ready to go to live this teacher life now and into next year. Let's get rolling. There is awesome in every single school day. big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education, celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities? Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. Right before my students left for winter break, we had to do testing. I don't know how your school does school-wide testing, but mine does it at the very beginning of the school year, right before we leave for winter break, and then also right before we leave for summer. So we've got these three kind of testing windows that students are taking what we do, which is map, and we are trying to gauge progress. I actually don't mind it. I think it's set up very differently than state testing because we also get the results of that back within 24 hours. So it's a a pretty good tool. Well, if we go back to December, right before students were leaving for winter break, of course, there was a lot of excitement, right? Holidays are coming up. Special times were coming up. Quality time with family, maybe gifts, maybe traveling. And as we think about things, that's kind of what students are feeling right now. They're excited about summer. They're excited about quality time. They're excited about popsicles and pools. And so we are seeing a lot of the same behaviors now that we see in December, except they're elevated to a whole nother level. Well, the reason why I'm telling you this story is because back in December, right, as we were getting ready to take these map tests, which are taken on technology, All of my students are assigned Chromebooks at the beginning of the school year, and they are responsible for taking them home, managing them, charging them, and that kind of thing. Well, I can very specifically remember warning kids, hey, map testing is happening tomorrow. Please make sure your Chromebook is charged. Well, in my math classes, I've got over 20 students, and I literally have two Outlets that are available in my classroom. And because of the way that my room is wired and that kind of thing, and also the age of the building, we aren't allowed to use like extension cords or what do they call those like pony cables where you are taking a power strip and plugging in multiple chargers. In other words, I've got two kids who can forget to charge, or two kids who are like, oh, mine's almost dead otherwise i don't have enough spaces available for students so in december in my class that had 28 students 17 out of the 28 had dead chromebooks during map testing 17 there was nothing i could do in that situation Other than get frustrated, other than be like, oh my God, are you serious? I remember my internal body temperature definitely elevated at least 26 degrees. I was sweating. I was pitting out because we had a very small window and these tests had to get done. Well, I have one spare Chromebook in my room that I could lend to a student. But as a reminder, there were 17 kids who were not ready to go. That is frustrating I remember being incredibly frantic in that moment and knocking on doors and being like, hey, what can we do? Do we need to change locations? And then the principal's like, wait, where are? why are all these kids going downstairs? And I'm like, I'm thinking on the fly. I'm trying to make this happen. I called a teacher who was on their planning period and I'm like, hey, any ideas? Can I borrow Chromebooks? And it was a hot mess. Fast forward to the final testing Of this year, I proactively talked to students ahead of time, like I thought I did last time, but I started dropping more hints like, hey, testing is coming up. On a normal day, it's annoying if kids don't have the materials they need. It's annoying if they don't have pencils or paper or their notes or their Chromebook. Like, that's annoying. But I do feel like it changes when it's like, I literally have to test you. I literally have a small window. Like, the principal's going to freak out. The state's going to freak out. The school board's going to freak out, right? Like, there's a different kind of pressure. There's a different kind of frustration. But can I tell you? Something that I proactively did in third quarter, and it's positively still impacting me today. So let me, let me hone in on this. I was proactive about something, and I'm still seeing the positive benefits today is such a simple classroom management strategy. And here's what it is. After that debacle in December with all the dead Chromies, I decided I'm not going to deal with that moving forward. I'm not going to ignore the problem. I'm not going to freak out on kids, but I'm going to change the way I manage things. So when a kid comes up to me in third quarter and into fourth quarter and says, my Chromebook is dead, I'm not like, oh my gosh, are you serious? Uh. Oh. I ask a few questions to hold the kids accountable. I manage that and we move forward. But I am trying so hard not to have a full freak out. Instead, the way that I'm spending my energy is this. If a student has their Chromebook out and it is charged, I compliment the heck out of it. So let's say Paisley's got her Chromebook out. And I'm like, hey, Paisley, what's your charge to? And Paisley says, mine's charged to 74%. I'm like, "Woo! that's what's up. I am so pumped that Paisley has her Chromebook charged up to 74%. That's what I'm talking about, Paisley. That's what I'm talking about. Thanks for being organized. Thanks for being proactive. Thanks for being awesome. And then I'm like, yo, Brayden, what's your Chromebook at? And he's like, "Um, my Chromebook is charged to 98%. I'm like, shut it. Are you serious right now? 98%? That's what's up. Brayden, giving Brayden a high five. And I'm like, I love it. Did you guys hear that? He's got his Chromebook charged to 98%. So I'm being noisy. I'm being energetic. I'm using energy. It's just in a positive way. And I told you at the beginning of this episode, this idea was not going to be groundbreaking. This is called being proactive with students by praising them rather than being reactive to students by criticizing them. Now, to be clear, is there a time and a space to sit down with a kid and be like, yo, bro your Chromebook has not been charged seven days in a row are like holy cow Maddie we really got to talk about this because you have not had a pencil for five days in a row absolutely accountability is essential making kids get organized and giving them the life skills to be prepared is absolutely essential but what I have found and what I believe in is schools need more clapping than they do critiquing. That's what I've found. And if we take a step back, I wonder, because of the the end-of-the-year stress and the the end-of-the-year chaos and the the end-of-the-year just things that pop up, right? Are you in a place where you have found yourself maybe a little bit more critical than what you were on the first week of school? You've run out of patience, so you find yourself in a little bit more with pain points on things that kids are saying or doing. What if the number one classroom management strategy that you use for these final weeks or these final days or maybe final months of the year is that you are going to proactively praise to decrease the problems in your classroom? Because this isn't just like a Chromebook thing. This can be about pencils. This can be about participation. This can be about whatever is currently annoying the shit out of you. So what is that? What is some sort of behavior that is not going well right now? Is it blurting? Is it kids touching each other? Is it kids um, turning around? Is it kids farting? Because... I got a lot of farters this year. Never, never in my life have I had so many students farting in my class. It's, it's the most wild thing. They are passing gas like crazy and then they get the giggles like crazy and it's, it's weird. But what behavior is currently stressing you out, It's getting you pressed? And how can you proactively praise the opposites of that? Again, I know it's so simple. This is like, if you go back to your undergrad degree, all right, I'm going to flash back to Eastern Illinois University in like 2006 when I'm taking, you know, my, my practicum in student teaching classes and thinking about what the most amazing professor, Cheryl Warner, who I love, one of my top favorite teachers of all time. Cheryl Warner taught a class about classroom management at Eastern Illinois University, IMEIU, go Panthers. So I remember talking a lot about praise and like highlighting the kids who were doing the right thing. It's so simple. Like I actually, I'm a little bit embarrassed that I'm recording a podcast episode about it. But if you are sitting here listening, being like, oh, God, yeah, I need to do that more often. If you are being reflective and thinking, yeah, I needed to hear that. Will you let me know? Because I'm starting starting to be a little judgy of myself that I'm talking about this. But we hear these statistics like for every like seven negative things that a kid hears we need to give them like 1,752 praises that's not the real statistic but you get what I'm saying so that's what I'm doing this spring that's what I'm doing in these final weeks I'm like oh my gosh I love the way that Clarissa is facing forward and is really making good eye contact with me right now Oh my gosh, I love the way that Bugatti is keeping his hands to himself that is so respectful and mature. I find myself doing that more often and it's helping. So, let's go back to the data behind this. Because this is, I'm not just talking. I got some quantitative data on this. The other day, I finished map testing for the year. The final spring benchmark. In the class of students that had 17 kids not ready to go, only two students were not ready to go on that final testing window. And one kid, for the record, it was because his Chromebook was legitimately broken and at the Chrome Depot. (laughs) Okay? That's funny, actually. Chrome Depot, that's hilarious. So it was getting fixed. So one student had legit forgotten and was not being organized and proactive. Everybody else was ready to go. That, that's some good quantitative data. To go from 17 students, a hot mess, to only one, shoot dang. And here's the other thing. My seventh grade test, too, was uh, doing MAP Testing, seventh grade math. 100% of my kids brought their Chromebook charged, brought a pencil, and brought scrap paper so that they could be ready for the test. You better believe I lost my mind in a good way. Isn't that interesting? We can lose our mind in a good way, we can lose our mind in a negative way. But 100% of students were ready to go. You better believe I busted out the OMC on that. OMC is that old man candy. I was like, OMG, it's time for OMC. And we got out the strawberries and the root beer barrels and the mind mints and the butterscotches. We got out that old man candy because that's worth celebrating. I think when there is more clapping than critiquing in our classrooms, our students are absolutely more motivated to continue to have that kind of momentum. And if we take a step back as adults, aren't you more motivated to repeat a behavior or do something or continue to grow and excel when you're parents of students or principal of your school celebrates you and applauds you I know I am if my principal or parents come at me it just really kind of pisses me off for a second and I'm like well then okay all right I'm like why would I even call that parent right now I check my attitude I check my emotions and I continue to work hard and I continue to call parents but in that moment I'm like "Uh uh-uh But when parents are praising me or principals are praising me, does that feel good in my heart and head and I'm naturally more motivated to keep pushing through with a positive attitude? Absolutely. So again, what is the one classroom management that I think all of us need to be doing right now? Positive praise instead of punitive punishments again there's a fine line in my classroom something that I pride myself on is having so much freaking fun but also having hardcore expectations I don't put on earmuffs often and pretend like I didn't hear that I don't do that I don't put on blinders on my eyes and I'm like I didn't see that I hold my kids accountable but I also want my students walking out of my classroom, especially when that final bell rings, thinking, like, Miss Jenta positively recognized me. Miss Jenta saw me. Miss Jenta appreciated me. And that is the way that I want them to sprint into summer. So, what's that look like, sound like, and feel like in the context of your classroom? Pick a behavior that is annoying you. And then praise the opposite of that behavior. And when that starts working. And when things start positively changing in your classroom. Will you do me a favor? Will you reach out and say dang that was simple. But girl it worked. Because if it's working for me. It's definitely going to work for you too. In fact, what I have done over the course of my career as a classroom teacher is taken so many ideas, so many strategies, so many lessons, so many outside of the box ideas that work, and I have put them all together into something that I call the Awesome Academy for Teachers. It is a four-part, fun, flexible, virtual course series that I lead each school year. The Awesome Academy is already open for enrollment for the 2023-2024 school year. This is an awesome way for you to get ideas, motivation, strategies, and support, and you can earn up to 60 hours of official PD credits. I am telling you, over the course of the past few years, hundreds of teachers have enrolled and hundreds of teachers have said, wow, that is exactly what i needed and that helped me have my best school year yet if you are desperate for more classroom management ideas if you are desperate to have a better year than what you had this year i want to officially and individually invite you to the awesome academy so If you are looking for that kind of energy and those kinds of ideas all year next year, check out monicagenta.com forward slash awesome academy. I hope that this idea has given you that super simple strategy that you need to see success in your school and with your students. I want to thank you so much for listening. And most importantly, I want to thank you for living this teacher life.